Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Rainbow Dice Club. We're an all-queer, narrative-driven, actual play podcast where your players share the role of Game Master. This episode features Ariana playing Alara Spinelspark, Weira playing Varys, Supriya playing Ziva, and me, Dusty, playing Ivy Nightbreeze Tinkerfay. A reminder that this is Supriya's final episode with RDC. Tonight, we'll see the unusual order saying goodbye to Ziva. We wish Supriya all the best in her future endeavors, and we ask that you respect the privacy of those involved. Now let's get into the episode. Today's episode includes drowning, emotional distress, fantasy violence, gagging noises, mechanized spiders, panic attacks, profanity, reference to drowning, and vomiting. Last time, the group set out in their stolen boat and sailed out past the lagoon, and for a while, all seemed well. The sun was shining, the water was clear, with their destination due north of them, and there was nothing amiss, until a dense fog rolled in surrounding them in all directions. Not long after the fog, countless ghastly apparitions and decaying husks of humanoids began to weave their way through the fog. Ziva used her Nishadi statue for the first time, casting True Sight on herself and revealing that there were countless more apparitions surrounding them than the naked eye could see. She also saw Varys' true changeling form, but soon the brightness of all the auras around her was too much and the spell was ended prematurely. Both Ziva and Alara tried to use their skills to see through the fog, which guided them to a small island with a crash boat. Ivy saw the symbol of the Sealy Court on the boat and moved to inspect it with the others following. We pick up now as the group docks on this small island. Varys hops out of the boat and helps haul it over with Ziva's guidance. It is not a painful process, thank you. The boat, uh, kind of, it's, it's Ziva, as you're in it, you, you feel the rattle underneath of it actually sliding onto land. Um, it's up to you if you want to join them or not or stay in the boat. She ties the boat to the broken boat. Oh, to the broken boat. Good idea. You're pretty confident it's not going to float away. It's securely on the land and you tied it really well. Ivy, you jumped off the boat first. She's immediately making a beeline to the chest. To the chest? All right. It's unimpeded. Make me... Are you going to touch it? No. She's going to stop short of touching it. (laughs) I think she's going to inspect the insignia closer. Yeah, as you inspect it, it is without a doubt the Sealy Court uh, insignia. You recognize it. You've seen. You see it everywhere you go. It's on your some of your mother's clothing. It's on Titania's clothing. Probably on some of my clothing. The uh, the guards in Titania's outside of Titania's castle? Question mark. Yeah, castle. Castle had the same symbol on on the, the right shoulder. As you all join Ivy's side, you see the same thing Ivy sees, like a familiar symbol that you've seen on those guards that were being absolute assholes. Back in the Sealy Court. Would you all like to make an investigation check? Fuck yeah. Yeah. Yep. yeah. Who's who's heading it? Heck he's yeah. Probably Ivy with a natural 20. Ivy with a natural 20? Awesome. That is a 17. With a natural 20, what is your total? 22. 22? Great. All right. So you see this chest and yes, it is made out of a familiar oak wood from the Sealy Court. The metal is long rusted. The chest is locked. It's not trapped um, and it definitely does have that, that seal. Beside it, Ziva, since you were assisting as well, you see two emeralds that are shattered beside the crate. They're a, a substantial size. They're probably about the size of a fist, one of your guys' fists. Um, she grabs Alara. What would crack an emerald like that? Do I know what would crack an emerald like that? Make a intelligence check. Yeah. 
I'm gonna, Norman is with me and Norman is, you know, I'm giving him readings, he's giving me readings, so I'm gonna give myself guidance. Okay. Um, well, okay, lucky 13, we know that's my lucky number, right? Mm-hmm. Oh wait, what did I, what is it, investigation? Intelligence check, just straight intelligence. Is a 17, is an 18 total. 18 total, all right. So physically, short of perhaps a very heavy impact, and I mean heavy, probably several thousand tons of pressure or several hundred pounds of pressure, you're not quite sure which. You don't really spend a whole lot of time exploding gems. You more so grind them, you know, whittle them away after time. But it does prompt you to think perhaps it was done by arcane means. So you can make an arcana check if you want with advantage. And guidance. It's a 16 plus arcana is 23 plus guidance. Hold on. Uh, 25 total. Shit. All right. Well, you beat the DC. Don't fuck with Alara on intelligence. <laughs> Guess not. Holy shit. All right. So you can tell. Well, first off, do you touch it? Are you looking it over physically or are you just crouching down to look at it? Do I get a sense that if I touch it, something bad is going to happen? No. Then I pick it up. All right. So you pick it up mm-hmm. and nothing happens. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you kind of turn it over a little bit in your hand and, you know, it does gleam a little bit, though only vaguely. There's traces of magic on it. You can tell it had once been imbued with something. Maybe it contained something, kind of like your spell gems, or perhaps it was holding something else. You're not quite sure, but whatever it was, the magic is no longer there. The spell is only there in remnants, and it is now just a crumbling, like a crumbly, semi-shattered emerald. Um, I would like to put both of them in my pockets. Perfect. You estimate they're probably worth about 250 gold each. Maybe a little more. You'd have to get them appraised. It's hard to tell since they're broken a little bit. Cool. Actually, I'm pretty sure Alara can tell just by looking at them because I have proficiency, but let me double check. I mean, if you have proficiency in Jeweler's Kit, I'll give it to you. Um, You think that because this gem is shattered, it's actually worth more so around 750 gold each. You think that if it wasn't damaged, it might be worth around 800 to 1000 gold, but it yeah, there's that. Do you want to do anything with the box? There's a lock on it. It is not trapped. Ivy motions to Varys. Did you want to get into it? Yes, please. All right. Um, I mean, I can smash it open, but I think it'd be probably best if you just picked it. You might ruin the false bottom if you smash it, so... <laughs> Fair. You did not find any false bottoms on the outside of the chest during your investigation check. Yeah, Varys is going to make a, uh, a lock picking check, thieves tools check. I suppose. Times two. It's dex plus proficiency to, uh, twice. So, that's 23 total for the lock picking, um, even with disadvantage. Varys um, takes out the tools from his pocket and slides them into the lock, and it, um, you will notice that you it's so rusted you think that it would give fairly easily, but it actually takes a few seconds to get it to click. And when it does, um, it hangs open. Nothing happens. He takes, he removes the lock and flips the lid open. Now on the top of the lid, you all see kind of like burned into the inside of the box is clearly that same symbol obnoxiously in your face. You think the inside of the box must be enchanted because it's not waterlogged whatsoever, despite it being out here in the water so long. Alara um, looks at Ivy and goes, um, why is the... Insignia of 
your people <laughs> here? I don't know, honestly. And she looks inside. All right. Inside, you find a potion bottle uh, containing a thick, sickly green colored liquid. As you turn it in your hand, it's got the consistency of syrup or molasses. It's pretty thick. There's also a small case containing three flasks of some sort of liquid. The flasks are silver, so you can't see in it. You can just hear it sloshing around inside. Uh, you do notice, however, the tops of them are all covered in a wax seal, and there's an imprint of two hands in a praying formation, just kind of stamped into it. Um, there's also a scroll with a seal, a wax seal on it with the same insignia as what's on the box. The paper is nice. It's too nice. Ivy, in fact, Ivy and Varys both realize that this is probably either a very important document or it's magically inclined. Omar takes the potions and shows them to Varys and would like to give Varys advantage on our, what is it, Arcana checks to identify them? Yeah, the Arcana. So she's like, hey, um, we're really good at identifying potions together. What do you think these are? Advantage. Okay. He takes the- And Norman. And Norman's going to help. Guidance. Thank you. Yes. Um, he picks up the thick liquid and makes like a, a weird face with it. He's like, that's going to suck going down, whatever it is. Um, is Norman's guidance just like a little fun dance he does? <laughs> no, I think Norman um, processes information quickly in my head, you know. So that's a natural 20 um, for a total of... He doesn't, like, wave his little... Yeah, while he's processing the information, he's doing, like, a little crab dance. It's a total of 30 with your guidance, so thank you so much. Ooh, wow. That's amazing. Yeah, it's fucking... That's bullshit. Uh, <laughs> I should have made some of my DCs higher. She goes, see, I told you... <laughs> I told you we were really good at identifying potions. Yeah, we make a, a good team. And he turns the bottle over and watches it, like flop off the side of the glass <laughs> and looks at the rest of them and goes this is a potion of necrotic resistance they typically last about an hour and the other one i would surmise is holy water but i'm not certain without opening it and i don't want to ruin whatever seal is containing alara puts them in her pocket as soon as you say as you're saying ruin whatever seal ivy cracks a seal on the document and opens it he looks at her like, we could have copied that. <laughs> <laughs> As you crack the seal and unroll it, um, a bunch of... You have no idea. There's some cool. words on, on it and you're like, I don't know what the fuck this says. This looks magic, though. <laughs> it might be magic. Ivy shows Ziva the scroll. Ziva looks at it and is like, tries to read it. She shows Alara the scroll. I think Alara and Varys are just watching. I <laughs> just like uh, and Ziva, I'm so sorry to tell you that this looks like somebody took a bunch, like uh, some important paperwork from their parents' desk and scribbled all over it in some weird <laughs> symbols. <laughs> you have no idea what it says. It's nice paper though. She then holds it out to Varys and Alara and goes, I think somebody's kids got to their parents' work. <laughs> Do you want to make an arcana check, Alara? Or can we rinse and repeat? Yeah, Because I sure. have disadvantage on checks. With Alara's assistance, then. Guidance. And guidance? Damn, Fuck thank yeah. you. Uh, Varys kind of, like, crouches over and takes a good look at it. I hope you like Norman touching you, because every time <laughs> I can't guidance. He has no issues with this weird spider bat. It's the dog that he does not like. That's a 23. Thank you very much. 
with the strange assistance of Norman once again, and side eyes the spider that's on his face. <laughs> Norman waves. This is a this is a spell scroll, and I believe I believe it might be um, private sanctum. What is that? That's a spell that essentially allows um, you to cast in a radius, a safe zone. So nothing that you don't want in can come in. No one can teleport into it. They can't scry into it. It's, it's quite a high-level spell, actually. It's, I'm surprised that it's just... Ivy, if, this is a Sealy Cold Box, yeah? Yes. What were they coming... They were coming here prepared to fight something. Why would Titania send you here um, if she sent someone here to fight the Raz? That doesn't make any sense. Although the boat's really old. I, I don't know. I mean... It's, it's dangerous out here. I'd, maybe they were coming to explore or to visit and meet the Raz for something? I, I don't know. Okay, um, we can figure it out later. Um, and Alara looks around. Do we see anything else worth picking up? You said there, there was a glint in the hall, right? Yep. It was the gems. You guys got it. Okay. As you guys are... You can take one last look around if you'd like. You can make me a perception check. That's a natural one. That's a natural 20, but also a 15 with disadvantage, which is still pretty good for like... I don't know why I thought you were saying that that you have a negative five modifier. (laughs) (laughs) For perception? I mean, at this point, I may as well how I roll (laughs) perception, honestly. So as you all are examining the boat a little further, you're kind of like making sure that there's no like hidden things within the hull of the boat, nothing in the sand that got scattered. Ivy, Varys, and Ziva. Of course. With your passive perception, you notice something shimmer and shift in the water behind you. As you take a look, slowly, Alara, behind you, suddenly the water erupts in a massive geyser. It just kind of bursts out of the water. Only this geyser has eyes and some semblance of arms made of water and it Oh god, it's crashing down directly towards you, and... Alara does a 23 hit. No. No? It doesn't I'm hit? I'm super okay. buff, yeah. You're so buff. Yeah. Alright. No, it Well, hits. can you make a strength save for me at disadvantage, please? Okay. I have a negative one. Mm-mm. That is a one. Not a natural one, but that is a one. Alright, hearing the sudden crash of erupting water behind you, Ziva, Ivy, Varys, you all turn just in time to watch as this wave comes down onto Alara, dealing 13 bludgeoning damage and swooping her up. It takes you a second. This isn't a wave at all, you realize. Alara is being tossed around inside of this large water creature, and she will begin to drown in, well, who knows how long she can hold her breath. I need you all to roll for initiative. That is a five on initiative. 19. 7. Uh, Varys got a 21. As Alara gets swallowed by what you all think originally is a wave, but that has eyes and arms and this weird kind of swirling torso of a body that Alara is currently getting tossed around in, Varys, you are up first. Varys is going to summon the scythe as a bonus action and take a slash at it. Or two. He's going to take two slashes at it. It's 22 to hit for the first. That hits. Uh, 11 points of slashing damage, and then he's going to roll to hit again. Uh, That's a 19 to hit. That hits. Uh, That's 9 slashing damage. 
So the first hit, Varus comes up and over and tries to take out like a, an arm, essentially. Um, and the other one, it, he tries to like get rid of a head. So he comes, he kind of whips it back around and comes from the left instead, tries to behead it. So both times, the scythe essentially glides right through. It's water, right? Um, And you see it kind of separate. And then as the scythe passes through, it kind of comes back together. It did damage, but it's just interesting to watch, you know, this thing kind of meld in part as your weapon goes through it. Weird. Ivy, you're up next. So Alara is in this monster, right? You are restrained. She is a, a submerged in a in a essentially a wall of water, twisting, moving water. I think she's going to. Uh, I think she's going to throw out her hand and fling an ice knife at the top away from Lara. Okay. Twenty-one. Yes, that hits. Oh, cool! That's ten points of damage. And then it needs to and be thirty. Yeah, I don't know how well of water is going to make a dexterity saving throw, but it needs to beat a 15. So does Alara. Okay, Alara beats it, and so does the water thing. So I think as the ice shard explodes, you see the ice just melt into and, and kind of be enveloped, and it becomes a part of this creature. Is that your turn? Yes. She's going to swear as a free action. I love that. <laughs> it is the water elemental's turn. Um... As this water is kind of like whipping and twirling and twirling around, it's really hard to kind of differentiate what's what because it's kind of moving very quickly. It's going to kind of whip out an arm made of water and it's going to take a splash towards Varus for a 20 to hit, dirty 20. Yep, that hits. So that's a total of seven. That's a total of 10 bludgeoning damage. You're not raging correct? That's correct. So it's like you blink your eye and all of a sudden this kind of wall of water that kind of looks like an arm just smashes into the side of like your your bicep on the side where your where your arm is hurt. And then for its second hit, it's going to go for Alara. Um, that also hits. That's a 21. 13 points of damage. So what happens is I think that this water almost looks like it goes to release her for a second and then it just kind of swarms up all around her again and just kind of like pelts her on all sides. And she looks she looks like she's taking a beating inside of this thing right now. And that is going to be its turn. So it is now Alara's turn. She is going to... So yeah, she's just going to, she's going to do her best to try to break free. Hey, guess what? The DC was a 14 and she got a 16 on the die for a 15. So I think as this thing is kind of like unforms to kind of, you know, kind of bring the water to 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 pelt her from all sides, um, she takes that opportunity and she just kind of like ducks down after taking the last hit and like, like tumbles and like rolls very, not, not like, Fun, very ungracefully out on the floor in front of this thing. She's going to bonus action cast uh, Sanctuary on herself. So you'll see the familiar little like flash of her nanobots as they surround her. And Ziva, it's your turn. Ziva is going to attack using Chromatic Orb. So that is a 16 to hit. That hits. 16 points of cold damage. So. Ziva brings her hands together and an orb appears between her hands and it turns like an icy blue and shoots out and hits it. And at the same time, she's used her Tides of Chaos. She has a wild magic surge. It's a 51. So as this 
as this ball of ice blue energy shoots out and smacks the water elemental in the face, a spectral shield suddenly appears. It's, um, you can't see the markings on it, but they feel familiar to Ziva, and she has a plus two to her AC bonus for the next minute and immunity to magic missile. Nice. Okay, so as you throw out this chromatic orb made essentially of ice, the creature, I think, sensing that you are throwing magic at it, it whips its weird water head around and it narrows its spooky eyes at you. And you just hit it in the face with this ice ball. And as you do, you see the ice kind of spread out and the portion of what you can now make out as a head because it's stationary is actually frozen. So you've partially frozen this dude. And after you go, Ziva, I need Ivy to make a strength saving throw. You see this rush of water start to kind of um, collect at your feet as a wave of water starts to climb up and try to envelop you. 16. Okay, so you see it before it, it hits. And you literally are able to kind of backstep and you step out of its space. But now you have this very tall, large wall of water looming over your head. And that is the second water elemental um, has entered the arena and that is its turn. So at the top of the round, we have Varys. Did that just appear behind them while they boxed it in? It did. Mm-hmm. He goes, fuck. He's gonna rage. He's gonna spin the scythe quietly, menacingly in his hand. And he's gonna run at the one that he's currently attacking. And he's gonna take a, I think that he's gonna take a, he's gonna take two slashes at it. One on the right and one on the left. He's going for the main body this time. Oh God, uh, that's a 16 to hit. That hits. Uh, that's gonna be nine points of slashing damage. And <laughs> second one's an eight to hit. That does not hit. <laughs> okay, so I think the second one he goes to, uh, with both hands he goes to do it and he kind of like twinges his arm again and Punches and he it throws him off of his track and he ends up hitting the dirt. Mm. Okay. Is that your turn? That's my turn. Ivy, it's your turn. Ivy's gonna um, look at the thing above her and clap her hands together and cast Thunder Wave. Sure. Does it have to make a save? Constitution. No, that's a two on the die. Yes. Okay. So it takes 2d8 thunder damage and is pushed 10 feet away from me. Eight points of damage. Okay. Ivy, is that your turn? Yeah. Okay. Um, so it is the water elemental's turn that is currently in melee with Alara and Varys. So seeing that Varys was the most recent one to to hit it, gonna go take both of its attacks for at Varys. That is a natural 20. <laughs> okay. So a 27 and a 15. The 15 doesn't hit, the 27 does. It's going to be 28 points of damage, halved to bludgeoning damage, to 14 points of damage. So you take 14 points of bludgeoning damage. It's So its head is still frozen, so it's looking in Ziva's direction, but it just makes like two water fists and just, he misses with the first one because he can't see, and then kind of glances off of your shoulder, and then he bonks you really hard the second time on the head with like just a fist made of water, and then just like the water dissipates around you. I love that. All right, it's Alara's turn. So she is going to... 
Um, she's going to bonus action fucking chug a health potion of greater healing. Oh, wow. Okay, 7, 8, 9, 10, 12. She gets 16 points of health back. That is amazing. So yeah, so she she chugs a health potion and then she she takes out her glove and she yells. She says to Varys, who she doesn't have to yell because he's standing right next to her. He's got water in his ears. Like, ah. No, she goes, um, okay, real quick, hands off. She charges up her, um, her glove and you see, as always, the electricity. Um, and she literally just like puts her hand out in front of her. And as soon as the little spark of the electricity touches the water, you see just this whole thing just kind of for a second, like jolt. And it takes eight, it take eight, takes eight points of lightning damage. Eight. Mm-hmm. And that is her turn. And next up we have Ziva. Oh, okay. There are now two. There are two. There is one hulking over Ivy. Um, and there is one. Did you push it into us? No, I pushed it away. Okay. Because we're boxed in, so I pushed it. Thank you. So unlike the four inch diameter spear of energy that she threw before, she brings her hands together again. And when she brings them apart, it's an undulating warbling mass of colors. She is going to use a sorcery point to twin spell. Oh, fuck yeah, get it. That's a natural 20 on one of them. Nice. And that is a 16 plus. That hits. Who are you hitting with the natural 20? The one near Ivy got hit with the natural 20. Okay. And it's going to be lightning damage. 26 points of lightning damage. Okay, great. Damn. The other one, um, so that's going to be cold damage. And that's going to be 13 points of cold damage to the other one. So the undulating warbling mass she kind of pulls it apart and it splits into two one turns into that same kind of ice cold but it's not an orb it's like a it's like a wiggly mass and then the other one is crackling lightning and she puts both hands out away from her on either side and throws it towards the two different ones smacks one on the head with lightning and the other one gets hit with cold again and re-ices its face. Fuck yeah. You hit one in the face and it freezes again. You throw this lightning at the one closest to Ivy and you see much like you just saw with Alara's hit, that as soon as it touches, the whole entire thing just kind of sparks for a second before it goes out. It's going to be the one closest to Ivy's turn. So they are going to... What happens is you see very much like a wave. This thing pulls itself back and almost for a second, Ivy, it looks like it's going to to dissipate and kind of, you know, go away. Yeah, does a 19... A 19 hits, does a 15 hit? Yes, both hit. Okay. Essentially what happens is this thing recedes like a wave and you think it's going away until you see it start to rush up towards you again. And you take, you take 29 points of bludgeoning damage as this thing just rocks into you, essentially like a, like like the biggest wave that you've ever seen. That is its turn. Varys, you're up. This motherfucker in front of me, how, how are it looking? 
Is it is it warbling? Is it? It's looking still so its face is frozen again. So it's stuck in this perpetual like me- wide mouth agape um, and just like eyes that were like swirling with water. It's water. You can't. It's can't hard tell. to tell. Yeah. Cool. He's gonna go for a like overhead swing to try to like dig the scythe into its head. Cool. I love into it. Into the frozen head. That is a seventeen to hit. That hits. Uh, that's twelve points of slashing damage, and I think that it hooks into the ice that Ziva created, and he's gonna pull it down through, hoping to split the ice and continue the blade down through the water Love elemental. It. That is a natural twenty. Nice. That's our third natural twenty so far. I know we're doing bad, guys. Twenty-three points of slashing damage. Okay. You slam your scythe into the frozen part of this thing's head and you hit it so hard that you can see it like splinter. And then as you drag it through, its head literally crumbles from the ice and it reforms, but you can see now there is that it is, up until now, it's been this swirling mass of water. This looks pathetic at this point. Um, The way that its head reforms is very kind of slow and almost like it fades back down before it kind of completes itself. And its mouth is hanging open. It looks haggard. You can see now um, that this thing is literally hanging on by a thread. Ivy, you're up. Ivy is going to fling another ice knife at the one in front of her. (laughs) Natural 20? Yeah. Hey! I literally was just sitting here thinking about how cool it would be if I also got a nat 20. (laughs) I love it. We're all in sync today. Damn. I love this. Even the creature got a nat 20. Mm -hmm. Automatically 10 points of damage, right? And then uh, that's 16 points of piercing damage. And then it needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Well, it's a three on the die, so. Yay! So it takes 2d6 cold damage. Eight points of cold damage. Okay, and where uh, where do you hit with the dagger? With the ice knife? In the middle of its fucking face. Yep, so you, again, so you hit it and as this ice explodes, whereas the last time when you hit the other one, it melted away, you see the ice, it starts to freeze and slowly you just see the freezing effect kind of take over. And once again, its head is frozen, staring directly at you. She flips it off. Hell yeah. Face your fears, Ivy. (laughs) (laughs) This water elemental in front of Varys is on his last legs. Can't relate. It takes two... (laughs) You see two arms made of water come out on either side, and it crashes in. One side on Alara, one side on Varys, so it's going to try to hit one and one. Either way, it's going to be um, a 17, which is Alara's armor class, and I think that that hits, right? Yeah. For Varys as well? Okay. Okay, that's only 10 points of bludgeoning damage. She's looking pretty fucked up again. And Varys, that's, oh boy, 17, but it's halved. So it's eight points of bludgeoning damage. Yep. And that is its turn. So it it smacks um, and kind of crashes into the two of you. um, And then the water dissipates. And again, it's just kind of there looking very haggard. And Alara just, again, she charges up her gloves. Yep, and that's a 19 on the die. And same deal, except this time, as she throws the electricity out and it jumps off of her glove, the spark touches it, the electricity emanates throughout the entire thing, and the water just crashes down into nothing. One of them is dead. That is Alara's turn. Ziva, you're up next. Okay, 
Ziva is going to pull out the chromatic orb, the small four-inch orb, is this time going to come out and she's going to throw it at the remaining one. It's going to be cold damage. And that is a 13 to hit. That uses a spell slot, but um, that also sets off her Tides of Chaos again. It is a 60. It's a 60, so she feels some vitality return to her, and she gets back a first level spell hey. slot. Nice. That's so awesome. the one that she just expended uselessly. She's going to nervously pull out that staff. So as you throw this chromatic orb, were you aiming for its like frozen head? Yeah. So as the um, as you throw this thing, you can see that the ice had been starting to melt. And as you throw it, it just happens at that right moment. His, its head splits open, the, um, the orb passes right through, and then it forms back up. And again, it looks down on Ivy. Oh my God, it's a natural 20. Why me? Because you're right there. Because you're afraid of it. <laughs> I'm going so, down. I'm calling it's it a now. Na- it's a natural 20, and then it's mm-hmm. a 15 to hit for yeah. the second one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. It would be a fucking miracle if I didn't go down at this point. I, one hit point you're going to have left, I call it. Mm, I don't know about that. Hit me. Oof. Uh, your best shot. It's 31 points of bludgeoning damage. How the fuck did Is you get exactly left? how many HP points I had left? So you're just at zero? Yeah, I'm down. Ivy's down. Okay, so I think what happens is this thing's head splits open as as Ziva throws the throws the orb. It forms back up and then it just throws all of its water weight down on top of Ivy and you just see you see the force of the water and you see her body literally collapse under the weight of it. It forms back up and it's actually standing in her space now because they can do that. Oh shit. Down and drowning. Everyone screams. You're technically not grappled. It can stand in your space and then try to grapple you on the next turn. Bye, guys. Varys, you're up. Varys is going to run for Ivy. Okay. Ivy's going to try to pull Ivy out. Okay. Make a... make. I guess it would be a strength check at disadvantage. I don't trust any of my dice. <laughs> strength save or strength check? Just a strength check. It's a 19. Yeah. So you, um, tell me how, where do you grab Ivy? How do you drag her out? He reaches in and try not to get his whole body in there like a fucking idiot. Mm -hmm. Um, he's gonna, (laughs) he's gonna reach in and just grab her by the ankles and yank her the fuck out of there. (laughs) Yeet! And so you do, either. you yank her out and she bonks her head. No, I'm just kidding. Um, you, fuck you, you, you pull her out. <laughs> One death save gone. He takes one of his greater healing potions and and get ready to feed it to Ivy uh, for the next turn. Love it. Ivy, make a death saving throw because it's your turn. Mother fucking go. <laughs> Eight. No! <laughs> One failed death save. You hear Ivy like gurgling like on water. It's Alara's turn next. So she will, she's gonna bonus action, uncork her Ivy nanobots. They're going to these blue sparkly bots that I think she's never had to use on Ivy before yet. Float over to her and you see them like go down her throat, I think. And then next thing you know, Ivy is like spitting up water and she comes back to consciousness. Um, uh, Sorry, I have dice everywhere. Where's my... There we go. 
Only five points of damage, uh, healing. No, but you are up. And then she fucking runs over to this thing. And she takes out her electric blade. And she just, I think- The electric boogaloo. Sorry. (laughs) The electric boogaloo. And she just drags her, her blade through it for a dirty 20 to hit. So that is five points of slashing damage, which is magical. And then that's nine points of electric city. And then it needs to make a constitution saving throw. So what happens is, so she drags her blade through the water. And once again, like you've seen like three or four times already, the electricity just kind of overtakes it for a second. And almost for for like one second, you see it, you see the water stop for a second. And then it, the water kind of shimmer, like not shimmers, the water kind of sprays itself and reforms. The paralysis effect did not take hold of this water creature. Um, Ziva, it is your turn. Ziva is panicked at Ivy's fall. Ivy is up, but so Ziva seeing Ivy having gone down and even though she's gotten back up, she is furious and she pulls out this chromatic orb is two times as big as the other ones that you've seen as she casts it as a third level using the Tides of Chaos to help give her advantage. Love it. And that is a 21 to hit. That hits. And that is 3d8 of cold damage. So that is 13 points of cold damage. Nice. Where do you hit it? In its heart. Ooh. So you um, you hit this thing where you think its heart would be, and you see again the cold kind of spread out, and there is a portion of its torso, or what, what you would consider its torso, that is um, frozen. That is Varus's turn. I don't know why I said it like that. I was uh, I was gonna get a potion shoved down her throat. <laughs> <laughs> so she's still choking and like sputtering up water. She's so disoriented, and then just gluck gluck gluck. <laughs> Nobody does feed her the health potion uh, after the water's out of her system. Cool. That's 16 points of uh, Very nice. healing back to you. Thank you. Ivy is spluttering, but she thanks you. Yeah, he just gives her a, a, a thump on the back to help <laughs> and juggles and help. He's like, <laughs> she makes that noise dogs do when they've got something stuck in their throat. Just <laughs> He laughs, and um, he's like, uh, good to have you back, and uh, helps her up. His movement-ish. I would say half movement. Okay. Yeah, he's going to use the remaining 20 feet of movement he has, and uh, go take some whacks at it. Do the it. The wackies. Yeah. He's going to He's gonna go for an ice pick lobotomy again, and... Uh, no, its chest is frozen. Oh, his chest is frozen now? Okay, well, he's just going to fucking shank it in the heart then. Give it uh, some heart surgery. Yeah, open heart surgery. Here we go. Uh, 21 to hit. Mm -hmm. Uh, And he's just going to go for like a straight fucking shank into the chest cavity. Into the heart. Air quotations, chest cavity. Uh, That's going to be 13 points of... Magical slashing damage. No, it's going to be... going to be 11 points of slashing damage because his rage would have dropped. Okay. Um, He didn't attack or take any damage, so... And he's going to take another slash... If that didn't work. It didn't work. 21 again. Mm-hmm. So I was going to like rip it out of its chest cavity and kind of like 
smash try to smash it back in again. And that's gonna be ooh. Uh, that's 13 points of slash damage. How would you like to end this thing's existence? <laughs> Violently, of course. Um, I think he's gonna, when he pulls it back out, he's just gonna like give a little dramatic twirl in his hand, one hand, and then wind up almost like a baseball bat and just fucking hammer it in. Whack it. And the chest explodes in like shards of ice and you all kind of duck. Um, not taking any damage, but you do all duck out of the way because it explodes and then you see the water, whatever water was left. So like the head and the legs dissipate (laughs) and you are out of combat. Congratulations. You survived. Ziva runs up to Ivy and checks her over. She's not great. (laughs) She is. And uh, that's exactly what Ziva says. She's not great. Alara comes (laughs) over. Um, She's not great, no. <laughs> um, no, I think Alara just kneels down um, and she's like, hey, um, you're okay. Way to face your fears. Um, but How's are that you therapy? Really okay, can you <laughs> she, breathe? I'm trying to decide if she's got a thousand yard stare or crazy eyes. Like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> which one is more... <laughs> She's just like dazed. Alara's <laughs> like dazed? snapping. Is she dazed or is she trying to solve a complex riddle at the back of your skull? Ivy, Ivy, hey, hello. Yeah, so she's got these wild, shifty eyes right now. Her hair is like a mess. It's like, it's awful. It's just like a piece of it is like plastered like <laughs> over her eye. And she's just like looking around. Hey, you're fine. Um, they're gone. So we did it. Alara's like, um, good work, everyone. Next time we should probably keep an eye out for our surroundings. Um, <clears throat> is the boat still tied to the, um, the boat is still there. Seemingly unharmed. There's a couple of splashes, like, on the side of the wood. Nothing unexpected. I don't know if those things have friends. What were they, by the way? Water. Devils. <laughs> What's a devil? Water devils. Anybody who wants to can make either a nature or a kana check. There's no way, Ivy's. That is a two. Nature, baby. <gasps> Motherfucker. Disadvantage. I got Lord. a natural 20 on one of them. I know. Damn um, it. But she has a plus seven to, I think, nature. Hang on. No, Ivy's not rolling. There's absolutely no way. You're like, I don't know what the fuck that was, but I do not like it. You recall earlier mentioning something, people of water coming in to attack you. You're wondering if this place made you eat your words. You got a what, Alara? 11. You aren't sure what it is exactly. You are thinking a water weird? You heard that mentioned before, but you also have heard of elementals that could be something similar. You're not certain which it is. Alara just goes, water devil. Um, for sure. So, Barris yeah. got a 17 on die for a total of 23, but he keeps his fucking mouth shut. And, uh... <laughs> Do you think it had a family? No, I don't think See, so. See, it was made, it was made of water. So, like, if water is family, if everybody is, like, water, then we're all family and we're all spirits, then yes. But I'm pretty sure, um, it was just weird um... water. 
devil. Yeah, you're right. If I decided that they were family, that would mean that I could never drink water again. And that would be a huge. Yeah. So let's yeah, let's not um, go down that path. And she hands her the decanter of endless water. And she takes a sip. (laughs) See, all good. How are you holding up, Ivy? Well, I think the lake just tried to reclaim me. So, not great. If it helps, I don't think it was after you specifically. Also, we claimed you back. Okay, so do we think that this, um, this means we were headed in the right direction, or...? I have no idea, honestly. I don't know. Is there still fog all around? Like there, there is. It's it seems to have cleared out around the island that you are currently standing on. Can I make a arcana check on the fog, like an investigation? Sure. Did you all want to get back in the boat first, or <laughs> no? Ivy just starts walking to the boat? Bears is also going to climb into the boat after he helps shove it into the water. That's a natural motherfucking one. Oh, I think I'm going to say 20. I was like, damn. Ziva unties the boat, hops in, and starts rowing in the direction that that, the ship that crashed was seemingly going. Into the island. (laughs) Towards the island, you hope. Yeah. Alara. I'm not going to count that as a skill challenge as you... Your previous contribution led you to this positive yet negative encounter. Um, okay. Your arcana check in the fog. Was a natural one. Gives you nothing. You lean forward a little bit in the boat, not enough to jostle it and to try mm-hmm. to like take a look as you're getting in and getting ready to go. Mm-hmm. And out of the fog comes one of those fucking faces and gets right in your goddamn way. And it's oh. like, <sighs> she screams. It goes she for you. She screams and she jumps back into the boat rocking it 100 percent absolutely it does not attack you however this spectral entity continues through and passes right through your boat onto the other side of the fog you glean nothing but perhaps maybe you shouldn't gaze out into the fog too long all right who would like to helm this i think it's ivy's turn ivy embarrassed didn't go ivy you go ahead what are you doing what am i doing how are you You how are you navigating us through the fog are you navigating maybe like a survival check I yeah. Um, let's do a survival check. Fuck me. Um, okay, hear me out. We're on. I'm on some wackadoodle shit right now. Listen, I'm all for the power of yes and and. Uh, what if I cast tidal wave and lift us thirty feet into the air to crash down into the water eventually? No, no. I would. It would angle be controlled so that we could come back. Yeah. You want to? You know what? Is that going to lift us out of the fog? Probably not. I will say that Norman went up 30 feet and got nothing, but go for it. <laughs> I don't know what else to do. It's a clever idea. I mean, you can give it your best shot. You do what are you going to you... do? S- survival check? How are you going to survival? I'm going to fucking lick my finger and stick it up and see which way the wind is blowing. I never said the wind was affected. Yeah, but the wind could be blowing in any direction. How would you know? You don't. She rolls a natural twenty. You gotta, you gotta base it on vibes, <laughs> vibes and vibes. Yeah, I alone. figured survival check was just vibes. Yeah. Can I get the vibe of this fog right now? I'm gonna roll some fucking hit dice as we travel because I guess Alara should also roll some hit dice. Anybody who wants to can take a moment to roll some hit dice as you traverse the fog. I can levitate somebody. Okay. You guys gonna team up? Yes. I wild shape into a shark. <laughs> 
Okay. I swim down and I do the shark thing of jumping up into the air. And then Ziva casts Levitate and I get an extra 20 feet so I can get up 50 feet up in the air. But I can just get you 100 feet up in the air if you're willing to wait 30 seconds. What is a... So you're going to drown on dry air. You're going to drown you on are. air. Um, and try to make a perception check as a shark. While you're drowning. <laughs> what disadvantage? I'll shape... Sh I'll wild shape back into Ivy in the air. Mid Why mid wouldn't jump? you just let Ziva lift you? <laughs> Slowly. Feet because I thought it said up to 20 feet for a moment. No, it's 20 feet per round. You can certainly give it a shot. I think I just really wanted to be a shark for a moment. Um, but anyways. Ziva, can, you can levitate, right? I can, but I'm feeling a little twitchy. I just don't want to fireball us by mistake. Could you imagine? I mean, Alara would just jump in the water. I mean, if you get high enough in the air, it really doesn't matter. Darius is laying in the boat. <laughs> Alara kicks him with her boot. Are you alive? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I will try this. This is only going to get us so far, so I'm going to levitate myself. Okay. So I'm going to cast it. My Tides of Chaos are going to go off. Oh, I gain I gain resistance to all damage for the next minute. So come at me while I'm in the sky. You're going to need it. All right. I'm going to go 20 feet and then I'm going to go 20 more feet. Mm -hmm. And at 18 seconds, I've gone 60 feet. Okay. And at, keep going. It, <laughs> um, Someone hold the boat in position. Amor <laughs> um, is holding Featherfall. Thirty-six seconds gets me up one hundred and twenty feet. That's awesome. Are you gonna keep going? Am I out of the fog? No. <laughs> <laughs> the fog continues. You can roll a perception check if you want. I go up. I'll, I'll go up for a full minute. I'm like, this is really weird. I'm all alone. It's really. When you quiet. go up for a minute. Make a perception check. That is a 21. So the fog is still there, 200 feet in the air. You do not see the island. It seems impossible that a fog can stretch this far, and yet it is. You don't see anything, but in the distance, you hear something let out a cacophonous roar in the sky, and it sounds like nothing you've ever heard before. I start going back down. <laughs> okay. It sounds like bordering between a roar and a screech. And it's so loud. Even people below you hear. Yeah, it's coming I from start, above you. I start going down. How fast do you descend? Alara's like, hurry, hurry, hurry. A 20 feet every six seconds. All right. Can you just roll me a general d20, please? Oh, God. This is a luck check. That's a four. You lucky son of a bitch. Roll me one again. <laughs> Roll one again. That's a three. Okay. You see a shadow looming and it's gargantuan in size. No. What do you do? Gotta it's go It's getting faster. close. <laughs> it's gaining on you. How are you going faster down? You have a f you have but a few moments. Can you drop the spell and cast it again? I, I dropped the spell, but it just says I float gently to the ground. Okay. <laughs> All right. No. Um, make a general, like, uh, roll me a d20 and I'll add your spell modifier for me. 
I'm gonna cast. You drop the spell and you're just like. I'm, I'm gonna cast invisibility on myself. I'm because I'm scared. So I cast invisibility on myself, which drops levitate, but it just means that I, I float gently to the ground while invisible. Okay, make me a dexterity saving throw, please. What is happening? Can I see her? No. At this uh, point. That is a dirty 20. That's a dirty 20? Perfect. You don't see anything so much as feel it. You feel a, a disturbance of wind directly above where your back was just a fraction of a second before. Do you look up? Mm-hmm. You see claws the size of a house. Talons breaking through the fog. They are sharp. They are deadly. They are probably about the size of a train. Half of a train cart. And they are dripping in sinew. Uh -uh. They've had a recent kill, and you were almost another one of them. You watch the the gargantuan shadow swing around, and it lets out another cacophonous roar. It actually is so loud that it vibrates the water below you, and it makes your heart stop. It's thumping in your chest. It was so fucking close. And for a second, you think it's going to swing back around, but then it vanishes into the fog, and you wait. One. As I'm just like floating gently, as I can barely know that I'm moving. You wait with bated breath for two. It's about a minute passes and you or you can see the boat now below and it does not approach again. Ziva lands on the boat invisible. So you just hear a thump and she goes, well, well, you heard that, right? Heard it. I felt it. Yeah. What was cool. that? We're not going to talk about it. We're not going to talk about it, but... What did you say? Death. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Did you, by any chance, figure out which way no, to go? but I did escape dying. Okay. Yeah, that's good. That's, I think um, that's better. Honestly, yes. I think yes. you escaping death is better. That's preferred. We're cool. stranded on... Okay, yeah. This is... Cool, um, cool, cool. All right. So... Ivy puts her finger up in the air. <laughs> His talons were as big as a house. Talons? House? Alara swallows very hard. It just ate something. They were like bleeding. It was gross. I'm gonna stay invisible for a little while. Is that okay? Absolutely. What the fuck? I wish I could go invisible. I wish, um... Yeah, we're going to get to the island. It's going to be fine. If we're going to be all right. It's fine. Yeah. This is fine. This is great. We, um, who, I guess I'll row. I will row the boat. I'm going to row you, the boat. You will row the boat. All right. Yes, I'm going to row the boat. Okay. Ivy sticks her finger up in the air and looks for a wind trail at this fucking point. Make a nature check or survival. Nature or survival. Okay. You let me know which one you choose. Survival. Survival. Okay. To 26. Awesome. All right. So you put your finger in the air after like looking at very old school. You recall this morning when you were leaving, the wind direction was coming from the direction of the island. You know, the waves are working against you in this in this sense, and they have been since you set off. The, the wind is, hasn't changed as far as you're concerned. You've not felt it change any direction. Your hair has not flowed differently at all today. You still feel it coming from the same way. And when you realize that, you look down and you notice that the waves are still rolling against the paddling. They're not terrible waves. Just 
dull ripples. You are still heading the same direction. You're confident in that. Okay, so I think we're heading in the correct direction. So we just need to keep Row? the fuck on. And maybe we don't get off until we see the island. Alara takes the two paddles and starts rowing the boat. Make an athletics check for me, Alara, please. What disadvantage? Ziva starts aggressively petting Norman, <laughs> telling him how lucky he was that he didn't get eaten. That was an eight. Um, eight. <laughs> I think their paddles are moving like separate of each other. You know, she can't get like the coordination. <laughs> For a little bit, you go in circles, Alara. Where mm-hmm. it takes you a good a few minutes to figure out that you're probably not doing this right. She's just like, I don't understand. How does some, it work? Some gentle guidance from Invisible Ziva and Varys, <laughs> who was laying there uselessly on the ground, uh, on the bottom of the boat for a bit. You eventually get it, but your pace is slower than it had been. But you're moving. Okay. Here, we can we can swap. Zina says after about, I'm going to say like 10 minutes of watching Alara struggle (laughs) and like aggressively petting Norman. (laughs) Ziva, make a athletics check for me. That is a 14. We're we're much more coordinated than Alara had been. And you pick up the pace. It's not as fast as you were going in the beginning, but you're probably getting about a little tired by now. Your muscles are sore. You did just have a battle and the scare of your life. So I think your pace is understandable. Does Varys want to do his um his skill challenge? Yeah, I think Varys is going to sit up in the boat, take a look around. Alara goes, you got any ideas? Do you know how long we've been traveling for? Too long. Alara looks at the Oreo watch. <laughs> the Oreo watch hasn't moved. Not a second has ticked by. So I think you see Alara's face, literally what my face just did. <laughs> Do we want to describe that? She looks at the watch. Yeah, she looks at the watch and her face kind of drops for a second. Because up until now, she's been really like silly and playful about how much time has passed in Aurea. And she sees that it's not working and she looks at it and then she like taps it. Does anything happen if she taps it? The minute hand jostles as Mm. if as a watch tends to do when you tap it, but it goes right back to where it was. No passage of time occurs. Um, so I don't really know what this means, because I don't really know what any of it means. But apparently time is not passing in Aurea right now. So, um, I mean, I'm sure it is. Like, I'm sure that they are there, right? Living their lives and, like, things are happening for them. Um, but for us... In Aurea or here? Yeah, if time is still moving in Aurea, then it's not moving here. The watch is not moving, um, and it has been every time I've checked it, up until just now. Make an Arcana check for me, Alara. That's a 12 for Arcana with disadvantage. That's enough. You get the sense that there's something disrupting your connection to, your watch's connection to the flow of time in Aurea. Alara, you wonder if, because the connection is severed, you wonder if time is passing at all right now. Yeah, so I stand by my last statement. Time is weird here. I think weirder than the rest of the Fae, even. And it might not be passing at all. And I don't really know what that means, because we're just lost in fog at this point. And we have no idea where we are or where we're going, or how to get back. 
Um, there is a creature above our heads that is has claws the size of a house, <laughs> and we got attacked by two water devils. So, hope we don't die. Varys look, quite literally looks at the rest of you and goes, I have no fucking idea how to even approach this, to be honest. Great. Yeah. I love that. Somehow really. that's actually more alarming, comforting. Worst direction you're going. Yes, comforting. Somehow that's more comforting than if you just pretended to know what you were doing. Oh no, I, I don't lie. Unless by omission, but. <laughs> Ivy gives him a look. Yeah, he grins. Okay, so none of us know what we're doing. None of us know where we're going. No, quite literally out of my depth here. But um, We were pretty um, like cocky back in the town and we were like, we're going to go out there. And everyone was like, no, don't go. You're going to die. We were like, no, we're fine. Maybe we just have to believe really hard and the island will just show up. <sighs> Vera sits down. Alara takes out her worry stone. At this point, the only thing we have left are dreams. Alara starts rubbing her worry stone and looking out into the fog. Reaches down to his hip, um, moves his side cloak and unclips a fasten that holds a book there. And he pulls it out and starts rapidly flipping through pages. What you got there? He's like, uh, hopefully some answers. Um, are you trying to find the pages in your journal you don't want anybody to read? So you're going to rip them out and throw them into the water? I love Ivy's energy after her near-death experience. <laughs> yeah, I think she's kind of gotten over herself right now. She <laughs> chuckles. Um, it's like, um, no, I'm. those are hidden quite well. Thank you. Unless you've got comprehend languages handy, which I doubt you do. Um, technically, actually, we can all comprehend languages right now. To read or to understand audibly? To read. We read the book. Right. Well, you enjoy reading that over my dead body. <laughs> Alara looks at Alara tries to look at whatever he's reading when he says that. <laughs> it's a she does she look over her shoulder? Mm-hmm. Uh she sees a lot of arcane writing. This is a spell book. He's going through and he's like, no, trying that and that. He's like, um, the only thing I can think to do is to swim down and see if I can tell a direction to that way. I think if there was a giant thing in the sky, there's probably also going to be a giant thing in the water. Sure. Just throwing that out there. I mean, I can go stealth quietly. Swim quietly? Sure. Can you? I have a ring of swimming. So do I. I will say that sharks can smell a drop of blood in the water and she looks at your uh, wound and goes, I can only imagine what underwater fucking dragons can smell. You know, that's valid. And he stands up. And I hear you. <laughs> and he takes a step backwards. <laughs> However, I don't much have an answer at the moment. All right, as Varys takes a step backwards, um, saying, I hear you. However, and like, seems to be genuinely going for the water. You notice that the fog is thinning. It's not as dense as before, and you're starting to be able to make out details of a shore. And suddenly it disperses and you emerge on the other side in the lagoon that you had left previous to. It is now nighttime. You've been out here a whole day with no idea of time passage, and you feel exhausted. You all take a, a point of exhaustion. <laughs> Ivy sees the shore, and the first thing she does is, motherfucker. <laughs> Jairus looks at Ivy, confused. She points to the shore. 
I guess you don't have to go into the water now. We've literally made it no nowhere. We've made it nowhere today. We did nothing, Orange. It's just in the boat. Okay, so you make your way back to shore. You shimmy past into the lagoon. It's late. You left really early and you got back really late. The market has shut down for the day. As you kind of row closer and closer, there's nothing. There's nobody. The town is asleep. The town is still. You make your way to the dock and you see that there is a very neatly coiled up rope there from where you took the boat. Varys is going to guide the boat over and like reach over towards the, the dock and pull the boat closer, like gently so it doesn't tip. And then he's going to hop out and hold it, like secure it and hold it so everyone else can get out without it falling over or like rolling over. Yeah. So you all help each other out of the boat and onto the docks and you begin to walk. Ziva turns to you all and explains that she can't continue traveling with the party right now. She needs some time to process everything that's happened and to decide if she wants to be an adventurer. So it is with heavy hearts that you all walk together back to the Siren of the Mist Inn, where Serafina can teleport Ziva home. You exchange thank yous, tearful goodbyes, and take one last look at each other as if trying to commit all of your moments together to memory. She then turns and walks through the shimmering doorway, returning her to Minthus once more. Unfortunately, Cypria is no longer with the Rainbow Dice Club. This is not a decision that has been made lightly, and we ask that you respect the privacy of all those involved. We are very thankful for everything, and we wish her all the best. And it is with this we continue our story. With weary hearts, tired minds, and exhausted bodies, the three of you walk back to your room. Alara shrugs off her jacket um, and tries not to collapse to the floor with it. And I will say that Ivy and Alara, you're starting to feel... You can't really see them yet. I think maybe on Alara's skin because it's a bit paler. Starting to see some like bruising starting to form. Ivy, you don't see any marks yet on your skin, but you can feel the areas where you got really kind of jostled or pelted by this, you know, by the water, by the waves. You're hurting. You're both hurting. You more so. I think the amount of water that you inhaled and swallowed, you probably have like a little bit of a wheezing going on in your throat and in your chest. And Varys, you're um, otherwise okay, aside from your shoulder that has kind of torn open and been left unattended. Oh, shit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Varys is going to go in the room last and shut the door behind them and lock it. Takes a deep breath. Just like uh, relaxing a little bit and looks over at Alara and Ivy to see how they're doing. What are they looking like? Alara looks really tired. She is, now has two levels of exhaustion, so that's really fun. Yeah, I think she just kind of threw her jacket on the floor, and she's kicking off her boots, and shes I think she's nervously kind of like glancing over at Ivy. She wants to ask her if she's okay, but she doesn't also want to... She doesn't. She genuinely is not sure what to do right now in regards to how Ivy might be feeling. Uh, I think as you watch her, Ivy very methodically takes off her boots and her pack and sets them aside and goes to her like bag and pulls out her pajamas, looks at them, looks up at both of them and then heads to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I think as she's changing into her pajamas, she's feeling the effects of everything. And she starts looking at her skin, trying to find the bruises and she can't find them. 
because they're not forming right now. And I think the checking starts getting faster and faster and her heart starts to beat faster and her breathing is rapid. And I think you guys start hearing that, just that gasping for air. Uh, and then she throws up. Oh. And she's like shaking as she's throwing up. I think Alara will look at Varys and just go and like, she knocks on the door, but then she opens, she opens it. She doesn't wait for you to respond. She kind of goes, Ivy? But then she sees what's happening, confirms what's happening. And she just goes over to the sink and she presses down on this rune that signifies cold water. And she gets a little towel and she wets it. She waits till like the water's like really, really cold. She kind of just goes over and she'll just like very gently um, will like put her hand like on on your back. And she just goes, when I throw up, um, I usually feel really hot and sweaty. And so usually cold is helpful. Um, can I put this on the back of your neck? I don't think there's a response. Okay. I think she's done throwing up at this point, but she's like got her head in the toilet still shaking. I think she just starts rubbing, rubbing your back. And then like she stops and she will go and she'll like move, move your hair from your neck. And she'll like gently place the cold compress on like your neck and like your shoulders. And just, I think she just sits there. I don't think that she actually will say anything for a little bit. And I feel like she's looking like she's facing the door when she came in. So she just kind of, Varys is there still like kind of in the doorway. Oh yeah, Varys is leaning against the doorway right now. She just kind of looks up questioningly, I think. She does not know. He holds up a finger to signal one moment and he goes back over to like closet that's in the room. Um, recalling like towels and stuff. He goes and grabs one and sets it aside just in case. And she starts getting sick again and uh, he'll come back in and he'll sink to the floor on his knees beside Ivy. Just get by like not right beside her, giving a, uh, her a little bit of room. And he, uh, he holds her hair back just in case. Kind of like ties it up for her um, in like a little loose bun. And um, is she still breathing? Rapidly? Yeah. Yeah? Okay. It says, uh, Ivy, can you hear us? No response. Okay. He reaches out and takes her hands and gives them a, a firm squeeze. It's like, hey, look at me. I think she, she pulls back from the toilet at this point, and you can see she's, like, sobbing, like, heaving. And I think that's where the shaking is come from, coming from, is she's just heaving. Oh. He, um... He reaches out and kind of wipes the tears from her face. Ivy, you're safe. We're away from the water. We're all right. She nods. It's going to be okay. I think she, she nods again. And she takes a deep breath. He he nods and smiles. And when she takes a deep breath, he's like, um, another one, slowly, deeper. She does. There's no hesitation. And he starts breathing with her to help her calm down. After she's, like, not hyperventilating, she goes... I died. You almost did. And you're here now. We got you back. She nods again and she um, looks at Alara and she goes, I don't, I don't know what's worse. Going, going down like that or there being nothing. There was nothing. It was just black. I think she just like, she's rubbing her back in kind of like small circles. And she just goes, um, I'm sorry. I think we'll be silent for a minute. And she's kind of thinking over what Ivy says and she's still rubbing her back. And she just goes, um, well, 
I guess maybe I have good news. Um, you didn't die. I think you were just passed out, and that's probably why you only saw black. My bots healed you. And as far as I know, I mean, I'm pretty good with, like, healing and stuff. Usually better with, like, open wounds, um, in general. But they can't bring people back from the dead. Or not yet, at least. I should probably start working on that. But, um, no, they went... They went down into your lungs, um, and they absorbed all of the water, and they pulled it out, so you weren't drowning anymore. Which is pretty cool. I didn't know that they could do that. Um, so you weren't dead. I think as you're talking, she actually starts to calm down. Her breathing starts to regulate. I think it helps for you to go into detail talking about something that you love. I think when she realizes that you're calming down, she kind of like keeps keeps talking. And she's like, you know, honestly, it was really just like a um, like a gut reaction, you know, just like uncork the bots and then they swarm and they heal. And I really didn't think about it because up until now, the only thing they've ever healed are like open wounds. I didn't know that they could do like wounds inside of the body, um, which kind of changes things and makes things like a lot more interesting because I was kind of thinking about potentially um, at some point, maybe like seeing what happens if I put one into my brain, I feel like it would help with like the processing of the information a lot quicker back and forth. And now that I know that they went into you and they came out and everything was fine, um, I feel like maybe it's something that, you know, we could try, I could try. She's looking at you with wide eyes now. I think that her breathing's fully regulated. And I think she goes, does that mean there could still be a bot in my lungs? No, no. And she says it confidently. She says it confidently. No, they, there, there would be no need for them to stay there. They would only stay if I told them to and I didn't tell them to. And even if there was, they're so little, you'd probably just like absorb it anyway. Honestly, it's, I'm sure it's fine. Ferris <laughs> looks at a lot of like wide eyed. <laughs> it's like, I'm sorry. Did you just say you're going to put something like that in your brain? I mean, think about it. I am. If I, yeah, okay. So if I had one in my brain, then all I would have to do is think, right? And it would. I just think it would cut down significantly on like the processing time between one to the other because it would actually be like a part of my brain. Okay, but how are you sure that it's not going to? I, I don't know. Render you brain dead? Well, I would do... From the additional pressure in your cranium? <laughs> have you... Well, you haven't even seen... You couldn't even see one with like a super magnifying glass. Even if you tried to, they're so small. The only well, reason you can no. see them is because they swarm. But I could feel them. Right, but that's like billions and billions of them. And you see her like her finger twitches and she goes, Do you feel anything right now? <laughs> He looks around a little paranoid. She she goes, you can't. See, you can't. You have no idea. There's one on your arm right now. He swats it. <laughs> she, goes, she goes, I'm kidding. I can't make them just do one like that. <laughs> he looks at her and he's like, he seriously debates saying something else. And he does. He, he shakes his head. He looks at Ivy. He's like, um, I'm glad you're all right. That you're back with us. It's any consolation. Me too. And there is something after... She looks at him. She goes, after what? After you die, there is something. I don't know what it is, but I know there's something. She looks at him, narrowed eyes. Yeah. He pats Ivy on the shoulder. She, Ivy nods. Do you want a drink? I'm sure it doesn't taste great. She nods. 
Yeah. He goes and gets the decanter of water and comes back with it and hands it to her. Uh, I think she stares at it for a second and then takes a sip straight from the jug. Alara goes, um, well, we should probably, um, rest. Oh, you, I think you two need to, you know, address your injuries before, because you'll be sore as, as hell tomorrow. And he reaches into his pocket and hands them Alara's self, self that he never handed back yesterday. She takes it and she's like, thanks. Um, you know, sure. I'm using so much more of this stuff with you all than I ever did before. Doesn't sound like your previous group was as fun as us then. Mm, no. Fun is an interesting word, but yeah, um, no, not lots of danger. I will say that. I would recommend taking a bath. Usually helps. She looks at Ivy and raises her eyebrow. No. <laughs> yeah. I was genuinely going to be like, do you want to just put on bathing suits and we can... Fuck yeah. And I'll take a bath together. I feel like it's a big round tub too. Well, it's a honeymoon suite, so it's definitely like a it's like a hot I think tub. it's a fucking huge jacuzzi tub. Yeah, Alara gets up and starts like um filling the tub with water. You know, if you're comfortable with it, of course. I don't know if Ivy's going to be alright in the bathtub. Yeah, no. Um we can we can just put our bathing suits on and just relax. You can join us too, right? It's like a it's like a pool with warm water and jets. Maybe we should keep the jets off. Still water is better. I think that might be wise. I mean, goes out and gets the towels. We all take a bath together, is what I'm With hearing. our bathing suits on. Yep. I forgot his shoulder. He's got to fix that first, so he's going to go do that first before he joins. I imagine it's nasty, though, so he probably should clean them before he gets in the tub with them. Yeah, so Alara's just watching him. They're like in the bathtub, Ivy, Ivy and Alara, and he's like at the sink, like cleaning out his wound, like peeling the shirt off. <laughs> She's just like mumbling under her breath about his, about his, uh, about his wound. I think when Ferris turns to them because he hears Alara mumbling, Ivy half-heartedly wolflesses. <laughs> he just quirks an eyebrow. I think afterwards after the bath and after the salves are all applied and everybody is feeling a little bit relaxed, Alara is going to go up to Barris and with like a um, gauze ace bandage type situation. And I don't even think she says anything at this point. I think that she just takes out the salve and she starts like applying it. And at first she's like literally mumbling under her breath. And then at one point, I think she just goes like, as she starts like wrapping wrapping the the shoulder she's like you know i asked you like three times how your wound was healing and you said it was fine every single time this is not fine and she like pulls oh <laughs> not hard but like tight you know mm -hmm. he's just he, he grunts a little and he's like um to be fair it was fine and then i realized that it was a little more sore than i had previously thought and she pulls again and she goes Okay, but to be fair, if you would have just let me take care of it from the beginning, it wouldn't have been like this to begin with. I think I did, didn't I? No. Oh. Well, you did for the first day, but that's because you were, like, unconscious and you really couldn't say anything about it. And then after that, you were just like, it's fine, it's fine. And I was like, I'm sure it's fine. Why would it not be fine? If Varys is saying it's fine, it's fine. I mean, it is fine. Does it look... It looks fine? I've had... No, never mind. Um, I guess it's not. 
She finishes wrapping it and she like pats him on the shoulder. <laughs> Looks like he's learning not to say things that'll make the situation worse. <laughs> he just sits there, lots of do it. I'm imagining they're doing this on the couch because I don't know how mm-hmm. she reach otherwise, even though she's fairly tall. I was sitting. I was imagining him sitting on like the corner of the bed, like him sitting on the corner, the edge of the bed. He just looks out better. He's like, "Thank you. You're welcome." Do you want me to tell you when it's not all right? Oh yeah. Sorry, I thought that was implied. Um, yeah. I mean, I'm just gonna start looking at it though. At this point. Oh god. Yeah. So you know, he looks out better, and he kind of gets like a cocky smirk. He's like, "If you want to see me shirtless, all you have to do is ask." She walks away. <laughs> Alara walked away. (laughs) She starts laughing. Is there anything else the group would like to do before we go to bed for the night? Uh, I think instead of like sitting on the floor, Ivy's gonna lay down in bed to trance. She's like, I need a soft surface. Yeah, I think they're back in that like U shape. Okay, so you all go to sleep. Alara takes the first watch. It's quiet. Nothing happens when her watch is done. She gently. Shakes Varys awake. Mm-hmm. She goes to sleep. He just sits, just kind of flowing through a journal. So, Alara, you go to bed. You fall fast and hard asleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you are at, what, two levels of exhaust- exhaustion at this point? So, Alara, you're falling. Mm. You feel the wind whip past you, your limbs forced upward by the speed at which your body is hurtling down a long, long shaft. You can't see or hear anything other than earth and air for a few long seconds, your body feeling both weightless and the heaviest it's ever been. Suddenly, you hear Aiden's voice. You aren't sure exactly what they're saying. You can't hear them above the wind in your ears. You turn your head to the side and see them, their face urgent, and then they're gone, body crumpling in on itself as whatever has them yanks them back into the darkness. Your eye is pulled then by a navy mist, a bone wolf, no, ivy, running around and around as you fall, staying level with you. Then she's gone. Your body turns now so you're facing down and you see Varys at the end of the long shaft. They've got a bottle in their hand, a bottle filled with black ichor. He looks up at you and with a determined hand smashes the bottle onto the ground. The shards ricochet upwards at impossible speeds. You touch a shard of glass that almost hits your face and suddenly you land on a bed. It's not soft, but it's not hard either. It's perfectly made, the corners tight and military. You look up and see yourself standing in front of a window. You look older, tired. You wear a pristine white lab coat with your hands shoved into the pockets black dress slacks, and lab-issued boots. You look past at where she's staring, down onto the ground where three children are playing, two with a shock of red hair and one black hair. Aiden is there as well, chasing after them, their body language playful, but their voice urgent. You wake up. And as this is going on, Varys... Oh, fuck. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Roll me a perception check. That's 18. I think you see it. A few seconds after it starts, you see the bottle come out of Alara's jacket. You watch as it uncorks itself and you go to reach for it. You go to like stop the shit in its tracks. But just like Ivy, you see this mist start to come out of Alara 
and you watch as the mist coalesces and forms shapes. And you realize you're watching Alara's nightmare. You watch as this person. Do you know who Aiden looks like? I sure do. <laughs> he recognizes them. You watch as the mist coalesce and becomes different shapes. And you're watching Alara's nightmare. And you see a shape take place of a person from your past, of a person from when you wore a different face. This is Aiden. And you watch as they try to say something, but they're forced back into this mist. And then you watch the rest of the dream play out. You watch as Ivy prances around. You watch yourself as you throw a bottle onto the ground and the shards basically hit Alara. And then you watch as Alara sees herself older, looking down at that same person from your past with children that look a whole hell of a lot like the two of them combined. Thank you. He corks the bottle. <laughs> what do you do? I think the, I, there's no one there to see it, but his jaw t- like ticks <laughs> when he sees Aiden. The first time or the second time? The second time. The first time it was like an eyebrow raise. The second time it was it was irritation. Well, Laura jumps up from a nightmare, so he's gonna catch. The, he's gonna go for the bottle to catch it. Uh, okay, roll me a dexterity check. Still a disadvantage. Uh, 19. Yeah, you grab this bottle out of midair and you cork it just as the last bit of mist finds its way into the bottle. So as you're looking at this bottle, you see that the level is so much higher than it used to be. And you're realizing that this bottle is filling. Oh, shit. And he's like looking at it. He's like, I wonder what's going to happen when it fills up. Well, she looks around and I think she's starting to feel really shitty that everybody is just getting to watch her nightmares every night. Um... Because it's like weird, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's invasive. So she jumps awake and she sees Varys holding the bottle. She doesn't... <sighs> Did he say out loud, I wonder what happens when... No. I rolled a perception check for Ivy, by the way. It's an at one. She stays the fuck asleep. Okay. She's, she's sleeping so, like a goddamn log. She's trancing so hard right now. Yeah. I don't blame her. She deserves it. She's snoring it. a little bit. <laughs> she deserves it. Alara goes, um, well... When Ivy had her dream, um, and the bottle was too full, some of it got, like, pushed out when it corked itself. So I'm assuming that if I keep having nightmares like this, um, that's what's gonna happen to mine, too. Maybe I should just smash it. Uh, I didn't know if that's a wise idea. And he goes over to her. Well, he slips the bottle back in her jacket pocket. Goes over to her and sits on the edge of the bed. Are you alright? Yeah, um... It's really weird knowing that everyone gets to watch my nightmares every night. Um, so that's fun. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I keep dreaming about you all. Um, I, I don't even know. Um, you don't need to apologize for that. I'm sorry that we all have to watch. Yeah. Well, I guess it's better, right? Just in case something happens. I'm really tired. Um, and I'm going to go to bed. So good night. And she goes, she try, she like lays back down, I think. And she tries to go to sleep. And I don't think that she sleeps very well at all. Varys <laughs> um, is going to let Ivy sleep a little longer. And then he'll wake her up. Gentle shake. Like, Ivy. I think she startles a little bit. Because she was, like, she's full on drooling, I think. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, what? 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 Do you need to trance a little longer? No, no, I'm good. I'm good. Are you sure? Yes, You're, I was you can. dreaming about a giant frog. 
I don't know. Why were you drooling and dreaming of a giant frog? <laughs> We're going to eat said frog. No, I was just watching it. <laughs> do you think dreams mean things? I do. I think that they are connected to inner worries. I've never met a giant frog. Why would I be worried about a giant frog? Perhaps it's the sliminess. She nods. I think he's gonna lay there and try to like forget about Lara's nightmare. <laughs> he's he's laying down. It's like uh, before he dozes off. He's like Ivy. Yes. Lara had another nightmare. Oh fuck. Mm-hmm. The bottle keeps filling. I'm not sure what happens. Well, I do. I know now. I suppose, but I worry. It might be a better thing to say. But what might happen? Well, who did she dream about? He's like, um, he shakes his head a little bit. He turns and looks at Ivy and he's like, um, you, myself, a much more depressing version of Alara. Stuck. It looks like she was stuck being something that she wasn't meant to be. That's what I saw in her nightmare too. There were other people there and I didn't know who they were. Yeah, there was somebody else in this one too. And kids. Kids? Yeah, she had like three little kids running around and some person chasing them. Was she watching them in the dream? Yep, she was. It's sad that Alara's nightmare is to be a babysitter. <laughs> I... Mm, he nods. Like, I don't think that if she was a babysitter, I'm pretty sure they were hers. Oh. Mm -hmm. Red and black hair. Interesting. Hmm. Cute. <laughs> Shrugs. Sure. They don't like kids. No, I think kids are fine. I just think for Lara, one of them should have pink hair. And then she turns away. <laughs> he just looks at her for a moment. Like, why? What? Why would they have pink? Oh. <laughs> he rolls over and puts a pillow over his face. Ivy, is there anything besides Raz Varys that you would like to do during your watch? No. Uh, I think she's up. going to. He flips her off. She flips him off right back. No, I think she uh, sits so that she can watch Alara. I don't think she thinks Alara is actually sleeping, but just mm -mm. in case she does doze off, she wants to make sure that um, she can be prepared. And I think that she does. I think that it's a very fitful sleep, but I do think that she does get some sleep. Not a lot. Your watch goes by. With nothing, no more nightmares, nothing weird. Nice little splashes of the of the lake below. Yeah, the most comforting sound for Ivy currently. <laughs> the <laughs> lake. Yep, the lake. Um, it's calling to you now. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. We are incredibly grateful for all the love and support. If you want more content, check out our Ko-Fi, where you can leave a tip or subscribe to support the podcast and get access to early episodes, the Rainbow Dice Club chat after show, bonus scenes, and much more. Special thanks to our Green Fiend Ko-Fi supporters, Josh from Tabletop Journeys Podcast and Michael. You can find us on both socials at Rainbow Dice Club. And if you like what you hear, please consider leaving us a five-star review as it helps us reach a lot more cool people like you. We'll see you next time, friends. And just remember, wherever you are in your journey, you are valid, you are loved, you are accepted, and you are always welcome at our table. Bye! Bye. Hey, everyone. Wayra here. Every month, we select a charity to support. And when we consider the trauma our community is facing right now, it only felt right to bring back the Trevor Project. 
For those who aren't familiar, the Chandler Project provides support and crisis intervention to our LGBTQ2IA youth 24-7-365 days a year. They also conduct research, public education, and advocacy. The world is a scary place right now for our community. There is no question we've had a big setback in our history. We here at the Rainbow Dice Club will always be a safe space for every member of the LGBTQ2IA community, and that will never change. If there's anything the TTRPG community knows, it's that when one of our party members is attacked, we all roll for initiative. So, to all those who fight, we are with you. To all those who are still closeted and afraid, you are valid in your identity regardless of its visibility. To all those who are struggling, we hear you. If you need to step back and stay away from the events, that's okay. Rest and take the time you need. Know that you are not alone and these dark times in our history will not last forever. We hope you stick around with us to see it get better. Love you all, and please remember that no matter where you are in your self-discovery journey, you are valid, you are loved, you are accepted, and you are always welcome at our table. Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first-level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. Uh, she shows, excuse me, let's actually say that like I'm on a podcast. Yes. Um, she, so she shows, she, she sells, she sells by the sea. She, 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 oh my fucking God. Every time Norman helps, he just gently caresses. Very he takes one of his, he takes one of his spider legs and just gently. You're welcome. <laughs> lovingly caresses lovingly down caresses. the side of his cheek, and you just feel this information seep into your brain. What the fuck is that? Alara says. Alara's no. <laughs> <laughs> whole voice just changed. Alara went through puberty. Alara, please <laughs> try that again. What the fuck is that? Ferris <laughs> looks at Alara like, whoa. <laughs> Your voice just dropped <laughs> several octaves. Well, do we want to do we want to put that into effect right now? I will drop kick you, but okay. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fine. <laughs> Guess how many? Sorry, it took sixty nine points of damage so far. I just had <laughs> nice. <laughs> I just had to say that, Daddy Shrek, getting down wet and wild <laughs> with the unusual order right now. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> There's like sticking it in. Well, <laughs> do you think you can stand up, or do you want to sit for a minute? Am I not standing? I no. helped her up. You're also not movement. talking in your accent. Um, that was I, I just the I used half my movement to help her up. <laughs> okay. Well. <laughs> well. <laughs> she's up. I now. Sorry, I got knocked. I got knocked around a little bit too. <laughs> Am I not standing? Wouldn't that be wild if she if she passed out and she was rolling death saves and she came back without an accent? <laughs> it happens. It does. It really does. Um, 
No, she goes, no. <laughs> she, she goes, am I not standing? And she goes, what the fuck? And then hits her herself on the head and she goes, all right, is that better? Did you just slap a reset button? Are you all right? I think so. Okay. Oh all the birds were replaced with straps. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could yeah, be. are there any drones um, around? I mean, birds? Make a perception. Roll for birds. <laughs> Roll for birds. I got a plus 20 in birds. <laughs> Make a perception check, Ivy. That's a 31 for birds. For birds? Yeah, I have a plus 20 for birds. Ivy, you don't see it, but you hear a caw above. <laughs> and you could swear, you hear a, a little splat. That motherfucker tried to shit on you. <laughs> Instead, it got oh the boat. <laughs> she flips off the sky. Perhaps maybe you shit your pants. <laughs> well, but I hope you were in the brown pants. Me and I shit my pants. <laughs> yeah, I was. I was uh, picturing her throwing up in a toilet. Yeah, I would. I would hope so. <laughs> Just no. spewing all the over the, all over the like floor. The um. <laughs> I walk in and her head is fucking spinning around. <laughs> She's like, I'm a ferret. Okay. Drop the sillies. Uh, this is a very serious moment. It you is. Okay? Stop Dusty, your face got really... Are you Are you getting back into character? I'm getting into character. <laughs> you went... <laughs> okay. Because um, I'm trying to get... Yeah, I'm trying to get in the headspace. Washington, like, accidentally press a rune on the side of the tub and it, like, starts blowing bubbles. <laughs> it starts, like, fucking a whirlpool and Ivy has yep. a fucking mental breakdown. <laughs> um, no. You press a different rune and a little disco ball comes <laughs> And mirrors on the walls. No. Yeah. I've seen, there's a, there's a meme that I've seen where it's, like, when they say never split the party and it's, like, six adventurers in, like, a wooden bathtub. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Where the fuck is my perception? You have a zero to perception. I don't. I have a plus three to perception, yep. actually. Thank you Since very much. <laughs> when? Since, like, two level ups ago. What you, where have you been? I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> you guys could not stop laughing at my shaft? <laughs> you chose. You put you, there you to the end of a long shaft. And you were embarrassed at the end. You what had Laura falling down a long shaft, and then Varys was at the end of the long shaft. What is what the metaphor else? there? Varys is a long shaft. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> You're gonna ride now. Okay. I had to get it in somehow. You made me take it out of the dream. I had to get it in somehow. <laughs> that's what she said. Or that's what he said. That's what somebody said. <laughs> that's what they said. It's, <laughs> it's gender said. inclusive. It is. 